Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 23rd of November, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Let's start this episode with some updates on the Istiklal bombing. Last Sunday, the 13th, a bomb exploded in the Istiklal Avenue of Istanbul, killing six people and injuring over 80. The police caught the terrorist, a Syrian woman named Alam al-Bashir, in a late-night operation the same day. The police detained 51 people in total, but released two suspects later on. The prosecutors charged 17 of them, including the bomber, with disrupting the unity and territorial integrity of the state, and with voluntary and attempted manslaughter, and ordered the deportation of the remaining. In response to the bombing, on Sunday the 20th, the Turkish Air Forces launched Operation Claw Sword against the PKK and YPG. The Turkish Defense Ministry announced on Twitter that the Air Forces carried out airstrikes on the PKK and YPG hideouts in northern Syria and northern Iraq. In the tweet, the ministry said, quote, Payback time. The scoundrels are being called to account for their treacherous attack, end quote. Turkey defended the airstrike, saying that the operation was in line with the self-defense rights of the 51st Article of the United Nations Charter. Turkey hit almost 90 targets and destroyed many allegedly terrorist shelters tunnels, bunkers, and ammunition storages. The ministry added that the Air Force is, quote, neutralized, meaning captured or killed, many targets, including militant leaders. In retaliation, on Monday the 21st, the Kurdish YPG militia from the Kobani region of northern Syria carried out a rocket strike on the Karamish district of the southeastern city of Ghazi Antep. The governor of the city reported that the rockets hit a school, two houses, and a truck. Unfortunately, the death toll is three and six have been wounded. Following the attack, the education minister announced that the schools in the district would be closed for a week. The United States Embassy in Turkey said in a tweet that they, quote, strongly condemn this violent and unjustified attack, end quote. This came as a surprise because the U.S. has been backing the YPG in Syria. Recall that after the bombing, the Information and Communications Technologies Authority the National Telecommunications Supervisory Authority, known as BTK, limited internet access in the country, citing the wave of misinformation that came after the bombing. Many had to use a VPN to access information. Deutsche Welle even reported that VPN usage in the country increased over 800% after the bombing. Many opposition figures criticized the BTK's move, calling it unlawful. So, in an attempt to bypass the government's limitations, on Friday the 18th, the youth branch of the main opposition, the Republic People's Party, or CHP, created its own VPN application called CHP VPN. The CHP youth branch introduced the app in a tweet. It added that the password for the app was, quote, government, or iktidar in Turkish, hinting at the 2023 elections. Moving on to some other tragic news, on Monday the 21st, the tour bus of a group of theater actors collided with a truck on the Chorum Amasya Highway, three of the actors, Tolga Gorulyas, Burak Tupcho, and Ozgur Karatesh, died. The police arrested the drivers of the bus and the truck, but later released the truck driver on bail. However, the driver of the bus remains in custody. In his questioning, the driver said that he was speeding. The police also didn't find any brake marks at the scene of the crash. The initial report on the crash found the bus driver at fault. In other news, in the early hours of Wednesday the 23rd, an earthquake measuring 6 on the Richter scale hit the northwestern city of Duzia. 
Experts reported that the earthquake shook many surrounding cities, as far away as Ankara and Izmir. The earthquake lasted for almost a minute. Following the earthquake, there were many aftershocks, some as high in magnitude as 4.7. Fortunately, there were no casualties, but some people sustained light injuries. Following the earthquake, schools and universities in Duzia and some of the surrounding cities closed down for the day. The executives say that they are continuing damage assessment in the remote villages of the area. In economic news, a spokesperson for the Saudi Arabian Finance Ministry said that they were in the final round of discussions to make a $5 billion deposit to the Turkish Central Bank. Experts say that the deposit might help Turkey's increasing current account deficit and increase the low foreign currency reserves. Some also say that a deposit like this might help the president gain more support ahead of the 2023 elections, as it might improve the economic conditions in the country. In some diplomatic news, as you may know, the 2022 FIFA World Cup started in Qatar this week. Ahead of the match, President Erdogan attended a reception hosted by Qatar's Amir Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani. During the reception, he met up with the presidents from various countries. Surprisingly, the president also shook hands with his Egyptian counterpart, Abdul Fattah S. Sisi. Turkish-Egyptian relations have been strained since 2023, when Sisi removed Mohamed Morsi, the then-president of Egypt, from office in a coup. The president has called Sisi a, quote, murderer and a, quote, tyrant on multiple occasions because of the people his government executed after the coup. Back in June, the two countries started to repair their relations, and Turkey's finance minister traveled to Egypt. But the meeting at Qatar was the first time the two presidents have been in touch in nine years. Moving on to other news, back in March, the Turkish Medical Association, best known as TTB, requested the, quote, white code records for the health ministry. These records hold every report filed for violence against medical workers. However, the ministry has a legally determined period to answer to the request. Since the ministry did not respond in time, the TTB applied to the administrative court to get the records. In its application, the TTB said that if the ministry denied the request, it would pose an obstacle for the bettering of the medical staff working conditions and also hinder public's access to medical aid. It also highlighted that it was the health ministry's legal responsibility to keep a record of these reports. The 6th Administrative Court of Ankara ruled in favor of the TTB. The court said that sharing the white code records wasn't against any law, and there was nothing that prohibited the ministry from sharing them. It also stated that according to the Right to Information Act, the ministry is supposed to provide these records upon request. The No to Addiction and Smoking Foundation filed a complaint against Chem Yilmaz for allegedly encouraging smoking and alcohol consumption in his Netflix series Ershan Kunuri. The foundation said that the characters were drinking and smoking in nearly every scene of the show and claimed that the producers were in collaboration with alcohol and cigarette cartels to promote unhealthy habits. And that's it for this week. Another quick question. How are we doing on bias or axe grinding? We try to be independent and stick to the facts and context with favor and fear of none. How are we doing? Do we seem even a teensy bit biased? Tell us at turkey at Rorschach.com. Hostia Kaleen. Hostia Kaleen.